Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Mr. Joel Solomon will join us to discuss the clean money revolution. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, the trend lines are clear. Cleaner food, services, transportation, energy, buildings, and money are gaining traction rapidly. Small businesses, entrepreneurs, and consumers are increasingly using their money to make the world a better place, and it's paying off in more ways than one. Well, in his new book, The Clean Money Revolution, Reinventing Power, Purpose, and Capitalism, Mr. Joel Solomon explores a massive economic shift that's creating new ethical and sustainable businesses that power local economies, restore ecosystems, and build social and financial equity. Our guest today, Mr. Joel Solomon, is a leading clean money pioneer and chairman of Renewal Funds, a $98 million venture capital firm. He has invested in growth stage companies in North America, and we're very pleased to welcome you today to the uh, program. Thank you so much for having me. Well, certainly our pleasure. Certainly a fascinating new book you've written here, The The Clean Money Revolution, Reinventing Power, Purpose, and Capitalism. I'm curious, why did you decide to write this book? The world is facing tremendous challenges today. There's probably enough money to solve all of them. It's about how we're directing that capital. And it's time that we remember that we have a responsibility as ancestors for the future we should be thinking long term. We've got our money disconnected from our values and from who we are as people. We need to understand how the money affects places and people, and we need to direct that capital towards what will provide a resilient, safe, just future for people who come after us. Can this really be done? I mean, isn't, isn't the structure of capitalism one sort of agnostic uh, in making the world a better place? That's a belief system, just like the world was once flat, that the purpose of capital and capitalism should be to make a good world and to uh, create long-term positives for uh, all people. And I think that it it is a mindset change. It may be even a spiritual uh, shift that needs to happen, because in some ways, I know this is a science show, (laughs) I say uh, science tells us that we have serious, serious challenges in that humans are causing them. Capitalism has to align with what matters for people. How do we create that kind of change? It is kind of embedded in a lot of uh, industries. It is, but many things have changed that were equally embedded in the past, and they can change again. And there is a a movement underway that has been going on for decades, really, as, as these things sometimes take, which is there are products, there are services. Uh, you mentioned Renewal Funds, our mission venture capital firm. We uh, take other people's money and we invest in organics, organic food and skin care and environmental technologies, and we make money for our investors. There's huge opportunity to make money, perhaps even the biggest money-making opportunity in, in history, because if we reinvent all of those industries that you mentioned and others, uh, we we create a huge amount of jobs, and uh, for example, let's let's take uh, Tesla. 
Tesla is investing in the electric car revolution. It is now the most valuable uh, automobile company in the United States uh, based on stock prices <laughs> that, that vary from day to day. And it's one of the largest in the world. It makes very few cars still, but investors understand that this is the future. So capital is beginning to shift there. All the major automakers are beginning to announce their uh, transition towards electric and fossil fuel free. And these, this trend can be seen across the built environment, across food systems, across healthcare, and in many different arenas. And what's happening is the financial world follows where the, the uh, customer wants to go to a large degree. And so you'll see the biggest financial firms in the world are now creating funds that have a more clear purpose connection to them and begin to move past the Milton Friedman concept that the only reason for business is to make money. Uh, business can be a powerful force for good, and it has to be if we're going to get through the crises we're facing. So if, if business is falling, the consumers, uh, are, are the consumers moving more in this direction? Well, consumers are moving this direction, uh, particularly given that this $50 trillion that's going to pass hands through through uh, death and inheritance just in North America over the next few decades, uh, they're beginning to have their own wealth. And they're shopping differently, they're looking at labels, they're researching products, they're finding out the origins, uh, what, what uh, the people that were involved in making and producing the products. And it's still early in this movement, but the wave is going to be tremendous. And uh, I think that that's what's driving the change, is that that more and more of us are caring. I, I take, for example, what got me into this 30 years ago was a health, uh, health challenge. My fa family carried a gene of polycystic kidney disease, and I was told I might die soon and that nothing I could do would really affect it. Well, uh, just to complete that story, my friend gave me her kidney 10 years ago, and so modern science really helped me. But the point was I began to look at what did I eat, what was my kidney processing, and, and I believed that I could make some choices that would improve that. Uh, whether that was accurate or not, it certainly helped my emotional health, and it caused me to get interested in cleaner food. I became an investor in that and an entrepreneur involved in uh, cleaner food companies. Organic foods now represent uh, a huge industry. People are making lots of money in it, and it has only just begun. It's still well under 10% of the North American food dollar probably 1% globally, there's a long way for this to grow, and it will get stronger and better all the time. And you can, you can see that model happening across financial sectors and consumer sectors. You did mention globally. I mean, how, how much of a factor is this globally? I mean, you have other countries, China, India. Is this going to be a priority or idea? <clears throat> well, there's examples. You, uh, both China and India are moving pretty quickly on renewable energy, for example. And I, I don't know them, uh, I don't know those nations as well and how their economies made up, but we are, we, you can see across the globe, if you're following these trends, it's like a mo monumental wave already. But as, a, as I've said, it's still small and early stage compared to where we need to get to. But the trend lines are obvious. As an individual, what would you recommend we do in terms of trying to support this kind of movement? Well, the reality is with seven billion plus people on the planet, we have different financial uh, uh, possibilities. Uh, uh, we know now that eight people own as much wealth as half of the world's population, just as an example. Those of us with money have the highest obligation. We need to start 
shifting capital into things that represent who we are as people, what our deepest beliefs are, our values, and what we care about for our children and their children's children and other people's. If we have less money, we can be, we are consumers. All of us are consumers. We can read labels, we can research about what we're buying, and we can take those extra minutes. The more that we do that, that will cause more information to become available more readily. It will start to show up on packaging, etc. If we have uh, very minimal money, we may be uh, subject to the choices that the other 50% of us make. And that's a serious responsibility as well. You can either embrace it or not, but the reality is that to not embrace it leaves us facing a world where political and social crisis and famine and all kinds of other things begin to uh, cost us our chance to, to move our way through this situation. So I would just say the main thing is ask questions, demand answers. If you've got money that people are managing, push harder. They're hearing it from other people, and there's signs all over the place now that they won't have to be, the, they won't have to be by themselves. There are early adopters out there, and the late adopters may or may not get to cash in, but that's a, that's a separate topic. Are there any good sources for people trying to suss out the uh, things that are aligned with their values versus those that aren't? Well, the, the, the obvious is that we now all have tremendous research ability. Uh, I'm sure that science has seen a, a, a blossoming of, of uh, how far people can go that way and how, how much more accessible it is than just for professional insiders. So in other words, you can search, and you can search on the Internet, and you can find a lot of information. I couldn't begin to, in the brief time we have, list all the sources, but I think you'll be surprised if you start to click around and ask for things like socially responsible investing or impact investing or uh, 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 wealth managers that provide these kinds of products, mutual funds that do, 401Ks, IRAs, all of these have now the beginnings of new products available. So pick your subject area, start searching, ask questions, and you will find lots of opportunity to have your money aligned with who you are and what you care about. How much do you think uh, government uh, can play a role in helping to facilitate this change? I mean, of course, much has been made of, of the recent uh, withdrawal of the U.S. from the Paris Climate Accords, that kind of thing, cleaner type of industries. Absolutely. Government has always picked winners and losers in industries. Uh, they build, government builds infrastructure, it provides tax subsidies, it does many, many things to choose which industries are going to rise. Hopefully it does that on its best judgment of what's good for the country or the state or the city and, and the people. Uh, it is obviously often influenced by powerful interests, but as trend lines change, government can begin to shift. And again, those examples are evident in in buildings and green building regulations that are happening, uh, building codes, and et cetera, are advancing. Um, we're going to see it about automobiles. We see cities beginning to convert to less private automobile transportation. Soon we may have autonomous uh, automobiles that run on uh, much less energy. And so, again, you, uh, gover government across all sectors has a huge role to play, and it it, it, it makes choices all the time. Those choices depend on who we as people choose to elect. Uh, it's very important to stay involved in, in uh, the civic process, and we can influence the future that way.
Well, we are running slightly out of time. And maybe uh, to close, if, if you have some practical next steps for uh, consumers, small business owners. My appeal is to consider these issues deeply, to look at your supply chains, your practices, uh, your, 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 uh, talk to your team and see uh, what matters to them. It's going to be increasingly harder to attract good employees if you're not part of this revolution, so to speak, and also to have the social license to be welcomed in communities to, to uh, have your jobs and your manufacturing and things like that. So I would just uh, say, again, this is about first deep consideration, making choices, and then using our intelligence to find answers that are more satisfying with, for us and more aligned with what we care about. Uh, we were just talking to Mr. Joel Solomon. He's a leading clean money pioneer and chairman of Renewal Funds. His new book, The Clean Money Revolution, Reinventing Power, Purpose, and Capitalism, explores uh, this topic for a general audience. And uh, Mr. Solomon, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Super appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.